Are you one of those South Africans contemplating moving to Australia, the UK, US, Canada or New Zealand? Well, renowned economist Darby Road may help you make up your mind. The chief economist of the Efficient Group in a recent article wrote that there is no reason to leave the country, but those who decide to stay should make the right choices and protect their wealth. The majority of South Africans who migrate uh, do so because of a myriad of problems that they face, including poor economic growth, an unstable political environment, high crime rates and collapsing infrastructure. Welcome on the program, Dawi Road. Dawi, thank you very much for your time and welcome to Radio Islam International. Thank you very much. Good morning to you. On a lighter note, I thought yesterday you did not come and I thought you also migrated. <laughs> I'm very sorry about yesterday. My apologies. No stress. Dawi, interesting. You uh, Briefly, I mentioned some of the reasons why people are migrating, but perhaps you could expound on the very same um, issue here. Yeah, a couple of issues that I think are important here. Um, as an economist, perhaps the starting point is the following. And that is, if you look at economic activities and how we evolved over time, more and more what we do find is that more and more economic activities are happening in what the economists call the tertiary industries. Now, this is exactly what you and I are doing at the moment. That's the industry in which you are working at the moment. Mm. So we will find more and more value is added for example, in the cloud, more and more things are happening uh, in, in a, a technologically driven part of the economy. Uh, of course, the primary sectors like, like agriculture, for example, and mining, those are still important, but more and more things are happening in a digital world. And the important point about this is, is that you don't have to be at a specific place to participate in that part of the economy. In fact, as an example, I've got a friend that works for a bank in, in Kenya. He's been working for this bank in Kenya for some time now, and he's never even been to Kenya. Mm. Now, that's an example of what I'm trying to... That's one example, is that South Africa is the most amazing place. with the most amazing weather, and we can have a nice braai and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but you don't need to be in, in South Africa to work in South Africa, or for that matter, you don't need to be in New Zealand to work anywhere else. You can simply be wherever you want to be, as long as you have the necessary skills... Uh, the necessary hardware and, of course, a good internet connection, then you can still be part of the modern economy. So that's point number one. Uh, point number two is you mentioned some issues in South Africa, like, for example, crime issues and political instability and lack of economic growth. All those sort of things are all true. So what you need to do is that, apart from the first part that I've mentioned, that you have to have the necessary skills to be part of the modern economy, what you need to do is identify your risks if you stay in South Africa. And a major risk, of course, is crime. So make sure you and your family are safe uh, and make sure you've got the necessary skills and then you can still experience the wonderful weather that we have in South Africa and all the other wonderful things that we have in South Africa and still be part of the modern economy. And then the third and lo- uh, part that I think is important as well is that if you look at South Africa's economy, at our, the exchange rate of our currencies for, uh, currency, for example, the South African rand is under, uh, hugely undervalued. Uh, we do not have economic, uh, much of economic growth, and there are some major financial and economic issues in South Africa. That means that you have to make sure that a substantial part of your assets are invested abroad. Uh, of course, there are a lot of risks involved with this as well, and maybe you can talk about that. But that is one way of mitigating your risk in staying in South Africa. So it, it is possible to stay in South Africa, and it's quite nice to stay in South Africa, and you can get the benefits from staying in South Africa, and you can still be part of the modern economy, provided you do a couple of things. 
Interestingly, Dawi, you speak about being part of the modern economy, but how do you go about uh, sourcing a job? How do you go about looking for a post? Uh, the, the strongest fear that people have is that you don't want to be scammed into something. So how do you overcome and mitigate all of this? Yeah, that is, that's very important, what you, uh, point you're making. Yeah, be very careful about things like your personal information always. Be very careful about uh, jumping on a plane and go somewhere to, because somebody offered you a job somewhere uh, or to pay money to somebody somewhere on the Internet. So be careful about all those things. But what you, what you need to do is to acquire the necessary skills. So, so do, do your homework. Uh, go and get a, a proper qualification or do a course about something. Be very careful. And, and, and there are so many things that can be done on, uh, on the Internet, uh, via the Internet today, as an example. There are so many job opportunities there. But you need to have the necessary skills. So, so that is the most obvious place to start. Make sure that you have the necessary skills. I take myself as an example. Uh, I have an, an office, supposed to have an office. Whenever I get to the office, somebody else sits in my office. Mm. So what happens in practice is that I work from home about all the time and not only from home quite often I, I, I go around the country quite a lot but I don't really have an office anymore and more and more people are working like that those are all kinds of examples of course it's not possible for all kind of jobs like I said you can't be a, a digital mine worker as an example some kind of jobs you still have to be actually at the mine or at the factory or on the farm those kind of jobs will always be there but even even those kind of jobs uh, many of them can be digitized. As an example, I know a farmer that farms in Milan in, in Italy, and he doesn't even go to his farm because everything uh, is being done uh, remotely. He's got clever wow. machines and all of that. So that is the future. So look at, it, look at it that from that point of view, and you will see that there are indeed many, many opportunities. What about taxation? How do you overcome that? That's an interesting one, <laughs> because uh, the, uh, they are, uh, that, that's a long, that's, that's really a topic that we can discuss for, for a long time. Um, I think what we're probably going to see, and it's not only developments in, in the world of, of, of technology and the world, the way that the economy is working, that will affect the future of the economy. There are other developments as well, and very, a very important development is what, uh, what people know as so-called cryptocurrencies. I think cryptocurrency is going to play a huge role in the future, and that's going to make it much more difficult for politicians to tax us. And because it's difficult to determine where the actual value quite often uh, is, uh, is, is uh, created. Like, for example, my friend that works in, for a bank in Kenya, where should he be taxed? Should he be taxed in South Africa or should he be taxed in, in Kenya, as an example? Mm. Now, 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 those are the kinds of issues that governments in future will have to grapple with. I think polit- politicians in future will have, will have much more difficulty in, in managing us or controlling us and taxing us. But I also believe in future that the private sector will provide far more services that, uh, that, uh, that the state typically provides today. And we can see that in South Africa is a good example of that. And in fact, that's an opportunity in South Africa is that as the state is collapsing in South Africa, ESCOM is only one example, the private sector is simply taking over many of those functions. But you're right, taxation is something that's going to become much more difficult in future because of technological advancements as well. Dawi, you argue in your article that the country's weather, the food, the family yeah. and the friends play a very big factor in, determine, in determining why you should stay. How important are these factors when you take it into, in the broader scheme of things? 
But those factors are the, the only things that really matter as far as I'm concerned. It is family, it is friends, it is a happy environment. That's only, that, that is the only thing that really matters. So in the end time, I'm proposing that we should move into the digital world and participate in economic activities in the digital world, but we still remain physical beings. We still want to be with people and we still want to be with our family. So to create a family environment, but try to, to migrate your, your economic activity to the cloud and to become more technologically um, savvy and to try to participate in that part of the economy, including your, your finances as well. But in the end, what really matters is family. Mm. And talking about uh, diversifying your portfolio, what do you mean by that? Yeah, what I mean by diversifying your portfolio, there are many ways through which you can diversify your portfolio. You, I mean, you can put your, 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 your assets in a share portfolio in South Africa and buy a number of various companies, as an example. That is diversifying. Another form of diversifying is put some of your money in South Africa, but some of your money abroad as well. And then that money that you put abroad and in South Africa makes sure it's well diversified, uh, invested in various different uh, companies and various different assets. But just a very important point. If you do want to move your assets abroad, and I think you should move a significant chunk of your assets abroad, is that you have to be very careful that you have the right structures. With structures, what I mean, you have to make uh, make sure, don't just open a bank account in, in Mauritius, as an example, in your own name and just move money there. That's probably not the right thing to do because if something should happen to you, it is a major issue to get that money back to your family. Mm-hmm. Rather make sure that you have the right kind of structures and there are many structures available. Ask your financial advisor, things like companies and trusts, and depending what you want to achieve, depending how much money you want to move, and then make sure you have the structures to make it easier should something happen to you, to you one day that your family can get uh, access to your assets again or whatever you want those assets, whatever to happen to those assets. So structures are important, and of course you have to have um, a financial advisor and you have to have an asset manager that look after your assets properly, which will include investing it in various different kind of assets to make sure that, that the portfolio of yours is managed in a matter that corresponds with whatever risks you are prepared to take. Now, David, the other thing is the cost of living. Uh, it's a concern for many people. I mean, the economy is not performing that well. Uh, you look at the, a litre of petrol will cost you anywhere between 24 to 25 rands. But when you yes. compare South Africa to other countries like the UK, New Zealand, Australia and the US, is it still cheaper to live in South Africa? Very much so. I just came back. I just came back from New Zealand as an example, and I was absolutely horrified what it cost me to pay for a normal meal in New Zealand. It is extremely expensive. You can easily pay double the price what you will be paying, or even more than what you will be paying in South Africa. So South Africa's got this wonderful opportunity is that the cost of living is fairly low. If you have good qualifications in South Africa, and I just keep on uh, emphasizing that you must have good qualifications. If you have good qualifications in South Africa, you are well ahead of most other South Africans. And you are in a position where you can really make a good living in South Africa. Because of your qualifications, your income will be quite well as well. And the cost of living in South Africa is much lower. If you use the same qualifications, and you go to another country, uh, 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 a more advanced country, for example, you will be competing with many more people and it will become much more difficult for you uh, to stand out, so to speak, to be a big fish in a small pond than what you will be able to do in South Africa. So 
once you've got good qualifications, staying in South Africa really puts you well ahead of many other South Africans. And that's another very important reason why one should stay in South Africa. But it is about qualifications. It doesn't make sense for you to stay in a poor country and you do not have good qualifications, then you're going to be poor like most other people in that country. Mm-hmm. David, thank, thank you very much for your time. Much appreciated on Radio Islam International. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes, there is the, the phenomenon of remigration of people and coming back to South Africa after having spent three to four years in another country. A lot of people have uh, eyed UAE as a place of residency, but uh, a lot of people are making a U-turn and coming back. And it's for the same factors discussed this morning, the weather, food, family and friends. It also depends where you are migrating from in the world. Like if a person who migrates from the UK to, to, to Dubai, they can probably survive and not only survive, they'll actually like it in Dubai for the fact that there's no personal income tax and the fact that it's, there's safety and freedom of movement and so forth. So it also depends where you are migrating from. In our context, we have favorable conditions in terms of the weather, in terms of cuisine. We are spoiled for choice. You can drive to Johannesburg. Whether you fancy Chinese cuisine or whether you fancy Indian cuisine or whether you fancy, um, you know, African cuisine or whichever other cuisine you can think of, you are able to uh, go out and dine in that particular uh, in that particular. Um, in that particular choice of restaurant. So it's also where you are migrating from. If you are migrating from a country that's not so developed, that does not provide opportunities, uh, that does not give you access to the economy, there's no potential growth, then for you, obviously, uh, any next country will be the best choice for you. But in terms of South Africa, alhamdulillah, we are blessed from all perspectives of life. And I say, you know, there's a greater bias, no, be- no better place than Lanasia. I mean, you are spoiled for choice here. You've got 40 masajids, you've got Darululums, you've got Makatibs, you've got Hifs centers, you've got <laughs> everything that a person requires, vegetables, uh, Indian spices, everything is found here in this part of the world.